Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. This week is another Ask Me Anything question. If you would like to submit your questions to see if they will be on the Uncommon Teen Podcast, all you need to do is head on over to the Uncommon Teen app and click on the tab that says Ask Me Anything. So on this week's Ask Me Anything episode, Kayla asks, what is my next step for a calling in ministry? I know that not all of you that are listening to this episode are called into full-time ministry, but I know that there are some of you that are. Whether or not you're called into full-time ministry, this episode is going to be for you. So Kayla wants to know what her next step should be for calling a ministry. So let's answer these questions first. What does it mean to be called and is everyone called? Your calling is your purpose. Everybody has a calling. God has called all of us to do great things for his kingdom. Now, for some of us, it will be full-time ministry. And for others of us, it won't be. But you know what? That's okay. Just because you're not called into ministry does not mean that your calling is not just as important as those who are called into ministry. Every single one of us has a purpose and a plan for our lives, and every single one of our purposes and plans are important and so needed by God. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we are God's workmanship, his masterpiece. When we gave our lives to Jesus, we were born again so that we could fulfill God's purpose for our lives. He prepared our purpose and our calling before the world ever began so that we could walk in that purpose, living the good life, which God prearranged and made ready for us to live. And then Jeremiah 1.5 tells us that before we were formed in our mother's womb, God knew us and approved of us and then called us to our purpose. Now, again, not all of that includes full-time ministry, but for some of us, it does. So for me, I am not called into full-time ministry at my church. Now, I do serve at my church. I've been a part of our youth ministry. This year will be 19 years. I love getting to serve teens in youth ministry, but I do it as a volunteer. I'm not a youth pastor. My husband's not a youth pastor, but I do serve. That is a part of my purpose, but it's not full-time. My full-time job is this. I get to coach you girls. I get to see you walk in your purpose. I get to see you walk in who it is that God created you to be. I get to create Bible studies and ways for you to grow together like the SOAR community. That is my purpose and plan. And I'd like to say that, you know, I know everything about my purpose, but I don't. As you go along in your purpose, you will grow and expand and God will show you new things. And it's pretty incredible. So even though I'm not in full-time ministry, I'm a volunteer, that doesn't mean that my purpose with Uncommon Teen is any less important 
than those who are called to be pastors or worship leaders. So I just want to encourage you in that. And just a hint on your purpose or your calling, you will discover that your purpose and your calling has to do with your uniqueness. So many times we look at ourselves and we think, man, I'm different, or why do I do things like this? Nobody else does them this way. A lot of times it's in that thing that your purpose lies. The reason God created you the way that he did different from everybody else is because he wants to use that as a part of your purpose. But how do you discover your calling? How do you know if you're called into ministry or if you're called to do something different? First, trust that God has a purpose and plan for your life. Know that you are here and that you are created for a reason. And then talk to God about it. Ask him, God, why am I here? What is my purpose? And you'll find out, maybe not right away, but over time, you'll find out that God will reveal that purpose and plan to you. And I know so many of you, because I was this way too, are like, well, what if God doesn't show me? Or what if I miss it? What if he tells me and I don't really know that he's telling me? Let me just calm your fears. God will tell you. He'll show you your purpose. He'll show you your plan. He did not forget about you. And it will be so evident that every time you try to push it away, if you do, he'll bring it right back up. Think about like a beach ball. Maybe you're in the swimming pool, you have a beach ball, and you try to push that beach ball under the water. It pops back up every single time, right? It won't stand in water. The same thing is true with your purpose and your calling. If you push that calling away, if you push that purpose away and you're still seeking God because maybe you missed it, it will keep popping back up. I am telling you, this happened with me. When I was 18 years old, God showed me that I was going to be working with teens. And so I was like, okay, we got this. That was while I was in camp ministry. I worked in camp ministry for several more years. And then after that, I moved to Tennessee and got involved in the youth ministry. Well, I thought, hey, this might be my purpose, but really, (laughs) I was so afraid. I pushed my purpose and my calling away for so long. See, I knew that I was going to be working with teens and I would dream about it. And I was like, I want to start a camp. I want to do discipleship. And I was like so excited. But then life happened and that beach ball would come back up. But I would be like, oh, I'm serving in youth ministry. So that must be what I'm doing. And I pushed it away and pushed it away and pushed it away. And after I had kids, I even switched (laughs) my focus from teens, even though I was still in youth ministry, to focusing on moms. Because I was a new mom. I get it. I'm there. And God had to tell me probably about 10 times in my spirit, not with words that you can hear with your ears, but just on the inside, I knew that what I was doing was not what God had called me to do, but it was my comfort zone. So it was the easy place to go. And so I would push that beach ball down and push that beach ball down, but it kept popping up. And even several times before I started Uncommon Teen, he spoke to my heart and really my insecurities. And he said, you're not even doing it by yourself. I'm doing it with you. And I kept pushing him away. And I am so sad to say that it wasn't until 2020 that God spoke to my heart. It was that first Wednesday night. We didn't have youth service and we were doing church online because of the shutdown. And it hit me hard. I was like, how am I supposed to reach these teens if I can't even see them? And it was in that moment God spoke to me and said, you're not just holding yourself back. You're holding these girls back. And from that time on, I finally accepted the calling. Your calling is yours to discover. It's not yours to decide. You don't get to come up with your calling. You don't get to come up with your purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 says he knows the plans that he has for you. Plans of good and not evil to give you a future and to hope he has plans for you. And then when God reveals those plans to you, 
accept them. Don't be like I was and pushed them away for 20 years. And when you do that and you fully accept it, and it's not saying that insecurities will never creep up because they will, but you just push them down. And you say, no, I'm going after God with everything that I've got. I'm going all in. So what do you do? What do you do when you know you're calling? Serve where you're at. Ask your youth pastor, hey, is there anything that I can do to help you with setting up on Wednesday nights? Or is there anything that I can do to help you to make Wednesday nights, if your youth ministry meets on Wednesday nights, (laughs) a little bit better? Start being faithful right where God has placed you. Be faithful in the small things. If the youth pastor asks you, hey, can you clean the toilets after service? I know it's kind of gross, but I need somebody to do that. Can you do that for me? It's disgusting. Believe me, I know. (laughs) But I encourage you, do those things. Because it's in the small things, everything in the kingdom of God starts with small. And then from that, it builds. And if you don't start in the small, you'll never build to the great. You'll never really get to fully step into your purpose. Because there is a time between when God calls you, when he shows you your purpose, to when you actually step into that purpose. I think about Paul. Paul wrote almost all of the New Testament. Even with Paul... He had to wait a very long time, I believe it was 14 years, between the time he was called and the time where he actually got to step into his purpose. Why is there that waiting period? Why do we need that? Because that's where we show God that we're faithful. God is always looking around for people who are faithful because he knows that he can use you. So even when it comes to cleaning the bathrooms, if you're faithful and you do it with a great attitude, you will be promoted because they'll look at you and say, I can use her to do anything and she will do it and she'll do it with a great attitude. So I'm going to have her do this next thing. You're not doing it to get recognition. You're not doing it to be seen by your youth pastor or by anybody else, you're doing it because you're serving God and you're serving people. The Bible actually talks about in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it talks about how if you do things to be seen by men, that's your reward to be seen by men. You won't get anywhere in life. That's where you'll stay. And let me tell you, when you are faithful, that time period between when you are called and when you step into your purpose, that will shorten. Now, if you are called into full-time ministry, know that your ministry is all about people. So you need to make sure that in that waiting period between being called and being separated, which we'll talk about in a little bit, know that in that in-between period, you need to be around as many people as you can of all different ages. If you can serve in the children's ministry, serve in the children's ministry. When you're in youth ministry, be sure to reach out to those students that are off by themselves. Say hi to people. Talk to people that you normally wouldn't talk to. Get outside of your comfort zone. That is going to play a huge part in your ministry because ministry, if you're called into full-time ministry, is all about the people. So get plugged in right away. The more faithful you are right now, again, the sooner that God will move you into your calling. I highly want to encourage you, don't open the door for yourself. What do I mean by that? You know, so many times when we know our calling, it can be easy for us to force our way into that calling, into that purpose. For example, I look at my very first pastor that I had. I went to this church and the pastor that came to preach at that church had just graduated from Bible school, had never been into ministry, had never really worked with people before that time. He just really 
thought that God called him into being a pastor. And so he went from Bible college, straight from Bible college, to starting a church. And I was a part of that church. And today, when I look back at him, because it wasn't yet God's timing for him to step into that, he hadn't learned to grow by being around all kinds of people. He hadn't shown that he was faithful yet. That church maybe lasted a year. I don't even think it lasted a year. He's no longer a pastor. And now what he's doing today has nothing to do with being a pastor. And it may not even be that he wasn't called to be a pastor. He might have been called to be a pastor, but he didn't take that time to be faithful before he stepped into being a pastor. He forced that door open and it wasn't the right time. And when we force the door open before God's timing, it will cause frustration. And a lot of times when we're frustrated, we just give up. And so I just want to really encourage you, don't force that door open. Don't get frustrated in the wait. Learn from it. Be faithful right where you are. And I'm telling you, God will bring you into your purpose and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be the right time. Matthew 22, 14 says that many are called, but few are chosen. You might've read this verse and been like, what does that even mean? See, many are called. We all, if we are born again Christians, if we have given our lives to Jesus, if we've made him Lord of our lives, we are called. We have a purpose. Many are called, but few are chosen. Why are only few chosen? Few are chosen because many of us won't accept our calling. Many of us don't want to wait from the time that we're called and to the time that we step into our purpose. And so we get frustrated, we give up, we quit. And so that's why many are called and few are chosen because we are the ones that decide to turn our backs on God. I'm not waiting any longer. I've waited too long. God, you're not doing anything. And they get frustrated. Ladies, don't be like that. I just encourage you. In those years of being in youth ministry, even though I didn't fully accept my calling, (laughs) I enjoyed it. Every single morning, I would wake up and pray, Lord, I thank you. It is an honor to get to serve in youth ministry. I thank you for these teens. Like I, it was an honor to me. And I made that choice, like even in the challenging times, because let me tell you, youth ministry can have its challenges. (laughs) But I tell you what, like, because I had that mindset during that time of waiting, it kept me from getting frustrated. It kept me from quitting because I knew that God called me to a bigger purpose and he has for you as well. Now, real quick, Kayla, I want to give you four reasons not to go into ministry. Sometimes people feel like they're called to go into ministry because of one of these four reasons. But if it is one of these four reasons, I encourage you, do not go into ministry just for these four reasons. Go into ministry because God has called you there. So number one, your friends are going to be in ministry. Your friends have a plan and purpose for their life as well. You are not them. So don't go into ministry just because you have friends that are going into ministry. Number two, somebody is pressuring you. And I have been to so many conferences where they have missionaries that come in and they tell you about these countries and all these kids who really need Jesus. And it is true. And all those kids do need Jesus. But that may not be your purpose and plan. But what they do is they play on your emotions because it gets people (laughs) to go serve, which is okay if you are called (laughs) to do that. And I'm not saying mission work is bad. And I'm not saying don't ever do it. I've been out of the country several times on missions. That is not my full-time calling or purpose. But sometimes because you feel pressured into it, you do it. And so don't go into full-time ministry just because you feel pressure to. Make sure you're hearing accurately from the Lord. Number three, the ministry looks amazing. I mean, look at that worship leader up on stage. Look at that pastor. It just looks so amazing. Ministry work is not easy. Ministry work is not a nine to five job. 
and where you get the weekends off. Ministry work is on all the time. I know my pastor has a rule. He has Mondays off. His family cannot talk about ministry. They they go out of their way to go out of the city to go to places to eat or to hang out just so that they're not around anybody from the church because they have to unplug. Their ministry mindset is on all the time. My pastor also shared this with us well, on, on multiple occasions, and he said that he hears from so many pastors telling him that they would love the ministry if it wasn't for the people. Listen, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people when you're in full-time ministry. So it is not the most glamorous, most amazing thing that you've ever seen. And then number four, because Jesus is coming back soon. Yes, he is coming back soon. We have an amazing father, but don't make that your purpose if that's not where God called you to be, because you're going to miss out on the people that God called you to reach. You know, you may not be called into full-time ministry, but maybe like me, you're called to be a life coach or maybe a doctor or whatever it is that you may be. You need to be where God placed you because one, that's going to be your place of joy. That's where you're going to be the happiest. Two, God is going to be able to use you to make a difference in the lives of the people that he has placed upon your path. And number three, if you go into full-time ministry and you're not called there, it's going to make you miserable and frustrated because you're missing your calling and you're missing your purpose. But if you are called into full-time ministry, make sure that you are following what it is that God has called you you to do specifically, and your calling and your purpose will not look like anybody else's. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode helped you this week. Now repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, this week is the last week to sign up for the summer Bible study. So if you want to join us in the summer Bible study, be sure to sign up by the end of the day on Saturday, June 3rd. And then on Sunday, June 4th, that's when I'll be sending out the emails that you know how to join us. So we are going to be meeting every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time between the months of June and July. All you have to do to sign up is go to the Uncommon Teen app, click on the tab that says Summer Bible Study, and get signed up there. And then, ladies, don't forget, Uncommon Teen Live tickets are still on sale. You get the early bird special if you get in now. Ticket prices do go up on August 7th, so be sure to get in on those early bird prices before the tickets go up by $20. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions 
And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.